Welcome to the Next Level Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Julianne Kirkland, best-selling author and life coach. Join me each week to learn more about the strategies, tools, and mindset needed to arise from the overwhelm and live a joyful life you love. To learn how you can work with me further or to get your copy of my book, Arise and Shine, check out www.juliannekirkland.com. Also, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode because the best version of you begins on your next level of faith. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Next Level of Faith podcast. I'm your host, Julianne Kirkland, and I am so excited you are joining me today because I have the most amazing woman with me. I am so excited for you to meet today's special guest, Angie Taylor. Angie's goal is to raise up a culture-changing generation through education. She's the co-founder of Valor Global Foundation, a nonprofit which has started brick-and-mortar schools in the U.S. USA, South Korea, and the Philippines. Valor Global Foundation scholarships students in Kenya, Haiti, Philippines, and Guatemala. Angie co-founded and serves as the head of Valor Global Online, a digital learning school which has students in four countries and 35 states. Angie has been in education in both public and private for 30 years. She's also a published author, podcaster, and speaker, and today, my special guest, Miss Angie, how are you? Hey, hey, hey. I'm so excited to be here today joining you guys. It's it's awesome. And I mean, the, the amount that this woman has accomplished is just mind-blowing. But Angie, I wanted to read something that I found on your page from another woman had written about you, which, you know, when you stumble upon women who truly see and encourage and support other women, like how you're just drawn into that. Cause it's so rare and it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I screenshot this because I was like, man, this is beautiful, but this is what another woman said about Angie. She is a disruptor in her professional world of education, co-founding a new way of Christian education through Valor Global Online. She's also a disruptor in culture through her personal life. She's as passionate about her faith, her family, her friendships, and the calling on her life to live out loud, to speak boldly, and to act in all ways according to the first principle upon which her schools are founded. Is this God-honoring and Christ-centered? I mean. Wow. And I, I love that because you are a disruptor and I'm a disruptor. And it's like, mm-hmm. God is using us in this season yeah. to wake people up. Like there is yeah. a great awakening happening. And so when I find other women who are woke, <laughs> I'm like, yes, <laughs> I need to hear more about them. And woke in all them. the best ways. That's yep. right. That's right. So what, tell us a little bit about your story, like how you got started with Valor. That's good. That's good. Um, Hey, I've been in education for 30 years. I started in Minneapolis public school system, right downtown inner city, Minneapolis, and um, really quickly came to the place of, oh my gosh, when the storms of life hit and they literally hit everyone, your academic repertoire is simply not enough. Like it simply is not enough to sustain you in life. It's, it's, it, it is in fact useless. And so what I realized is I was really giving my life away to an education system that was falling so short of the goal line of transformation, yeah. right? And, and so I moved from that into the Christian school arena and um, quit, 
became, I was in Christian ed and leading Christian schools for about 20 years in multiple states. And what I kept running into was the exact same thing. And that was, there were these very entitled and apathetic kids. They, they, they were entitled about the affluence that was given to them, you know, unmerited, undeserved, but then they were really apathetic about their faith. In mm. fact, we say, I watched it, you know, over the years, as many kids went through our schools and jumped off the ledge of their faith when they graduated from high school. Yeah. I found myself, um, in, uh, like 2015 in a s- situation where I was at a school, it was literally every principal's dream. The school was killing it. We were growing rapidly. We had wait lists in the schools. We had a great reputation in our community And I discovered that there were some things going on above me that were well outside of my control that just uh, did not align with my integrity. Mm. And, you know, I was unable to get that reconciled. I, I, you know, did what I knew to do and, and could not bring it to any kind of conclusion. And so I literally in the middle of a school year at probably the peak of my career at that point I actually walked, gave a two week notice and walked away from my job Um, because I really didn't know how else I had done everything I knew to do to rectify this situation and didn't know at that point. And I woke up one morning and just heard the Holy Spirit say, Angie, it's time to jump. Mm. It's time to leave. It's time to let go, you know, and you're an eight. So you get this. I'm a fighter. Yeah. Right. So I like, I, I fight, I'm like, I'll dig a little deeper. (laughs) I'll dig a little deeper. I'll work a little yeah. harder. And, and literally I woke up in the morning and heard, let go, let go, which is very counterintuitive to an eight personality. 100%. And so I, 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 that day, you know, and, and of course my husband had obviously been in the journey with me was so happy for me to quit. Like he wow, was, he, right. like he knew long before that that's what needed to happen. So the reality is, is my kids were in the school, you know, I mean, it was complicated, but I gave a two week notice, walked away from my job, you know, found myself in the fetal position going, I just spent, you know, 20 years of my life on this trajectory was in the job that I thought was what I had been working for and, um, was in the fetal position, really thinking, considering walking away from education altogether and just started praying about what God had for me next. And he, he, I started asking the question of what's wrong with education. If we're really going to be honest about all the problems that you're seeing in education, what's wrong with it. And if that's the case, if you didn't have to follow any rules, because as you know, as eights, we don't anyway, if you don't have to follow any rules, what would you do? Like, how would you create a different school? And so that was really the catalyst for, you know, the, this willingness to sit and just list here are all the, and I know this is a faith-filled conversation, but here are all the BS things I'm calling on, on school, on education, you know, and, and second, and I'm hoping I'm not cutting out on you. And second, so that, so that was where I started was I'm just going to go through and, and whether it was private school or public school, I had had enough experience where we just consistently repeat the same patterns and problems. And so I I listed that out. And then I went to another list and started saying, if you were going to create the school that 
was not that, that, that fixed those kind of solutions, what would it be? And that was really the very beginning stages of valor, you know, and, and it started with, it's going to be missional in mind, because when you go into, you know, my, my heartbeat was God, how do we raise this generation that's going to encounter you and love them with every fiber of their being that that's going to serve you. That's going to be kingdom builders and kingdom minded. Like, how do we do that because we are losing our kids like it is alarming i don't know if people know how gra- like kids are walking away from their f- faith as high as 85% of christian kids walk away from their faith when they graduate and 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 it like that just is so heartbreaking to me to watch this journey happen and so and these are these are not kids that are just public school kids. These are kids that were being raised in church and being raised in their like we're missing it. Yeah. And and so anyway, I sat down, wrote out the vision for Valor in James one twenty seven. So really started seeking scripture of okay, God, what does it take to like what what are the components? What's the secret sauce? Well, James one twenty seven is is pure religion is this to take care of the widow and the orphan child, right? Like it, it, it starts with that. And I'm like, okay, well, that has to be a component of this school. If we're, if we're going to have pure religion, if we're going to have kids that are truly walking out their faith, not just talking about the faith, it's that pure religion. It, and so the school starts. So that was my first thing is, is okay for every kid in the school paying a tuition, we're going to sponsor a kid in a developing nation into education. That was the very first thing. We're going to sponsor an orphan. We're going to make sure they get a Christian, good Christian education. And and just started, then started looking at the lay of the land of how education is truly broken. It was built in the 1830s. We still do the same thing. And we pretend like SAT scores or ACT scores are actually going to prepare kids for any amount of the real world that we're handing them. And so the the truth is, is the world as we know it really does belong to entrepreneurs. And what I really came to the conclusion of is it's the creators, not the consumers that actually transform culture. And so it, it is that person that is willing to... Um, right? Create the video game, create the social media post, create the TV shows, create the books. Like those are the people actually transforming cultures. It's not the consumers yet. Our education system is built on a consumer mentality. Read the book, answer the questions. There is a right answer. There's a wrong answer. It's A, B, or C, because don't you know all problems are well-defined like that? And so that was the next thing is, is okay, so we're going to be missional-minded, we're building a school for creators, not consumers, right? And just really starting to put the, so really the faith journey part and the 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 huge part of it was, I at that point had maybe thirty families emailing me going, Angie, just tell us where you're going, we'll follow you, whatever school you go to next, we'll come to your school, wow. if you're in our area. Well, I had interviewed for other schools, gotten job offers, and just decided, I don't want to just do status quo. Uh, th- that's not what we were born for. So I, I scheduled a meeting March 7th, 2016 and said, Hey, I'm having a meeting. If you are interested in the vision of what I think God has next for me, 
come to the meeting. It's open to the public. I was hoping, I literally was like, please give me 10 people to come to this meeting. Like I would have been so happy and, and you know, like 10 people, you know, cause at that point when you're home alone and you get this really well, when you're home alone, you're like, who cares? Like nobody even, cares. like the world could have swallowed you and nobody cares, right? I show up at this meeting, there's like 300 people with standing lines around, but you got to understand there were people that were for me. And then there were haters that feel like you just blew up our school and you just totally disrupted everything. We were having a great year, right? So, so it's a very mixed crowd. I stand up knees shaking and and say, here's the vision that I have for what school should be. But you need to know, I don't have any money and I don't have a building at all right now. But if you want to walk Jericho with me, if you believe this is a God-ordained vision that your family is going to walk, I want you to pay enrollment for your kid to be in this school tonight. And that night we had 85 families pay money to enroll their kids (laughs) in a school that didn't exist. Oh, that's amazing. yeah, I, I went home going, what have I done? Well, <laughs> now I, I actually got to figure it's this like, out. It's like, actually got to happen now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It, it, so like literally my, it, it, what was mind blowing is, is the school started blowing up on my phone. Like people are calling me on my personal cell phone because I'm at home on my kitchen table. I don't have any of the structure or process you need to take in place. I had literally, remember, I was hoping for 10 people at this meeting and we're going to get this nice little core group going together and we're going to get... That's not what happened. It, it literally, my cell phone starts ringing off the hook and people going, Hey, we want to enroll your kids in, in our, in, we want to enroll our kids in your school. And I'm l- laughing going, okay, but they need to explain to you. There's not a school yet. You, so I'm in, yet. <laughs> so I'm inviting you into prayer with me over it, but yes, I will accept your money, yeah. you know, but why don't you wait? I mean, I'm going to go get a bank account opened. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's got to deposit these checks. <laughs> I, I'm going to get a nonprofit started. So, you know, so that literally was the the start of the journey. I, I finally told our families that were following me because the phone's growing, the, the school's growing on my phone. I'm knocking on church doors in the community going, I'm in the wilderness. There's a school following me. Can we, can, are you my promised land? And the reality is, is at that moment, I had a lot of people coming after me on social media and hating me because now all of a sudden they felt like I was trying to take down their organization, which I truly wasn't. I was trying to follow God's plan. I was, I was, I was leaning in God. What, what do you have for me? That obviously was misunderstood. A lot of haters on social media, very public humiliation happening on social media at the time, but it was so healthy because it really, I had to drill down and go, God, it doesn't matter what anybody's saying. Are you pleased? Yeah. Are you pleased with me? So I finally tell our family, my husband would come home from work and he'd be like, did you enroll any more kids in vapor Christian school today? I mean, like behind closed doors, we called Valor vapor (laughs) because it really was that thing of we're, we're building this thing and taking money for this thing. We have kids praying for their school to open in, in our families. We're meeting every Monday night to pray the, the ones that were enrolling, we were coming together and we were praying, just going, God, this is yours. This is yours. So on 
I told our families on June 1st, I either have a school, a building, or I don't. If I don't, there's no way I can launch for the fall, um, which is still a hilarious deadline because I was thinking I could build a school and a staff and everything from June 1st to September. But that's an eight thing too. Totally so, eight. <laughs> that's all I got Where's the bricks? <laughs> so I, what is remarkable about the story is literally on June 1st at 10 p.m., I had a pastor call me and said, Angie, our board just voted to open our doors to your school. Wow. And from, you know, I, I would love to say, I was like, praise Jesus. Thank you. Lord. I wasn't my, like my response was, oh crap. Like, right now, oh I my gosh. Like yeah. now I, now I need a staff. I need, okay. you know, now all this, you need furniture, you, 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 you know, all the things. And so what was so amazing is the floodgates of heaven open up. If you back up, you'll remember I said the school is built on when you put tuition into our school, we sponsor a kid into education in a developing nation. So I was like, okay, I had already been working with a village in the Philippines just through personal missions work that I was doing. Um, it's a village that no running water or no clean water, no electricity. Kids were getting married 11, 12 years old, total, completely illiterate, no school. So we're already kind of doing ministry in this village just personally. And so we were meeting with this, this missionary telling her, hey, if you will start a school, we will sponsor it. And at that point, I said, hey, even if I don't get my own school running, I'm going to go fundraise for you. So plan to start your school, plan to start it. So June 1st, we find out we have a school. June 5th, we open our very first campus in the Philippines, in this village. Um, fast forward September or October, I get a phone call from a friend in South Korea calls me and says, Hey, a publisher of a company has a resort property. He's either going to sell, or he said he'd give it to us to open another Valor school. Wow. And of course I'm in my first year of startup going, no, that no. Cause we, you know, we're, we're startup Philippines. We're startup in our Oregon school. And he's like, you got to come see the property before you just say no. And so I go to the property I, I take an, I go to Korea with a board member. We walk the property. The board member literally looks at me and says, Taylor, you're an idiot. If you think this is anything other than God, wow. like you just, you just need to say yes. Wow. And so I said, okay. So in our second year, we opened Korea, which remember we have a one-to-one -one model. So when we opened Korea, it meant we needed more developing nation schools which God onboarded Haiti and then Kenya came on. So we have fully funded schools in all of those locations from our one-to-one -one schools. Meanwhile, our U.S. school is growing. Our second year, I go on vacation because I'm really tired and need a vacation. <laughs> and I'm on vacation and I get this text message from somebody that I had not talked to in many, many years. And it says, Angie, are you in Cabo right now? And I'm like, this, this is weird. I say, yeah, I, I'm, I am in Cabo. And he's like, hey, I'm here. I'm literally two hotels away from you. Can I come meet you for coffee? And I'm like, okay, this is really weird. Sure, sure, I'll come meet you for coffee. So 
I meet Doug Wood for coffee in Cabo on my vacation. And he's like, Hey, we're watching what you're doing online. And we like, we're paying for the best private school in Arizona. And man, everything you're saying is what we're seeing, like apathetic, entitled. We, like, this is not what we we want for our kids. We want something new. And then the creator mindset, the global piece, all the things we want that. Yeah. Will you start an online school? So from there, we started an online school, which meant, oh yeah, we had to onboard another global school. So we onboarded a school in Guatemala. So it's, it's that like literally is as nutshell as I can make yeah. the so, journey. So, so sorry for the very when, long answer. When you started your online school, where was that in relation to the pandemic happening? Oh, see, that's the best story. Cause I know I can feel it. I can know. So here's what's interesting. So it was two years before the pandemic. And here's what you need to know is, is when we were getting ready to start the online school, Doug um, and Tia Wood, who are my business partners in the online school, the other, the brick and mortar are all nonprofit. And the nonprofit was like, we're not sure we're ready for, I mean, we had been through a lot, right? That's, that's definitely, they weren't sure that they were ready for an online school yet. They weren't sure what they wanted to do with that. Um, Doug's like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to, we can do it in the for-profit space. Uh, we'll get you the money you need. It's not, you know, cause the nonprofit was worried if one of these schools fails, it's taking us all out. Right. And so we, cause isn't that what we do as, as humans is we watch um, God do all of these miraculous things. And then we, at some point think at some point, his goodness is going to run out on right, us. We're you know? silly. Like we're so, we're I totally get it. So yeah, yeah, no, it, it is like, we just yeah. watch the miraculous time and time yeah. again, like every school growing, every school doing well. And so literally it, I went to a meeting one night and I had prayed on my way to the meeting. I'm like, God, I just need, it was a prophetic meeting. I'm like, God, I just need a yes or no. Like I just, should I do the online? Should I not do the online? And a gentleman who I had never met before came over and he prayed for me and he started laughing. And he said, that thing you're asking God, whether you're supposed to do it or not, he, he's telling you, yes, go for it. I'm going to wildly bless it because I've given you a very entrepreneurial spirit. So what was amazing, and and I'd love to tell your audience, because I know this is next level faith is, is when I went back to my board, they still were not in the initial of, yes, let's do this. Hmm. And I really had to come to the place of, but I know what God told me. Yeah. Yeah. I know what God told me you know, and learning to walk in humility with my board members and not just blowing it all up. Right. Like my eightness can sometimes do. (laughs) Um, I know you feel that I, I, you know, learning to walk in humility, but say, Hey, I need you to understand that for me, this is obedience and I need you all to decide do you want to keep me in the nonprofit space while I go do this? Or am I just going to do this? And and at that point, you know, we came to an agreement. What I would tell you is the first two years in the online 
were so hard, mm. so much more expensive. So in fact, in January of 2020, I met with Doug and Tia and we were like, man, maybe we're ahead of our time. Maybe we're ahead of our time. We were Just losing by a money. couple months. <laughs> like, what's that? Yeah. Just by a couple months, you were ahead we're, of your we're time. Like, maybe we're ahead. <laughs> it, it, it's exactly. So we really spent time praying going, okay, are we just do it? Should we close? Should we like literally January, 2020, we're, we're praying about it going, should we just close? Like, did we miss it? And I was so confused. Cause I'm like, God, I know that I know you told me to do this. Like, I'm so confused. And of course, as we know, COVID hits and our school tripled literally overnight in April. You know, we had people, not only that, but then all of a sudden I was in this position where my nonprofit schools all of a sudden could benefit from the fact that I had been head down working in the online space for years. Like we had been working for years, like we already knew exactly what worked and exactly what didn't work. I mean, there was no... So it was seamless. I actually hosted um, principal webinars to help other principals in Christian schools get their schools transitioned to the online space because of that two years. But God had literally positioned us. And, And it's the thing that I just go back to time and time and time again is the bold yes, right? The the jumping off the ledge. There are literally thousands of kids in this world and kids that get, are getting an education that would never have access to education because of going through the pain points, going through the hardships and giving a yes in the face of it, it makes no sense to say yes to this. Yeah. It's so good. And, you know, as you were talking back when you first started and being that disruptor in that school system and how, you know, you're knocking on church doors and all that. I I fully felt that because, you know, so often as a kingdom led person, you can get almost shunned by even Mm -hmm. people in your own church and in your own Mm -hmm. circles. And for somebody that hasn't taken that bold Yes, it hasn't said that bold. Mm-hmm. Yes, it hasn't mm-hmm. taken that bold step of faith. Um, it's debilitating, and mm-hmm. it's so. I love hearing stories like yours, where it's like, you know what? At the end of the day, it wasn't about what anybody else said. I know I heard what God called mm-hmm. me to do, and you mm-hmm. said yes. And now, mm-hmm. because of that, because of your faith walk, you have discovered this new, better version of you. And it just keeps going. Mm-hmm. He keeps calling you in these different areas and just watching your impact grow. So talk a little bit about that. Like, where, where are you now? Yeah. Yeah. Just honestly, and that is truly the thing that God kept telling me is, is I kept leaning in praying to God for divine strategies. You know, I'm like, okay, I want to disrupt education as we know it. Like, that's a big, that's not a small task. And what I found is I was praying for God to give me divine strategies, but then going at and asking the opinion of man about the strategies he was giving me. And then when they didn't agree with me, I'd be like, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Maybe that was a dumb idea, you know, and that's the place that God has really in the last few years, um, just completely 
rocked my world in that space of if if you will learn that I want to use you, I want to impart to you divine strategies. And all you got to do is open your dang mouth and step boldly into those divine strategies and stop playing small. Yeah. You'll be blown away. So yeah, I mean, we, we've had the opportunity. Um, I've, I've written our, this, the way of valor, which is really a parenting guide for parents to raise up a culture changing generation, because at the end of the day, if we don't, as Christian parents, begin to get so serious about what's it take to raise up this next generation, we are so dead in the water. And and, and again, it's going to be one of the unique features of Valor is it's about parent partnership. Yeah. Um, I, I think the key, we do actually a lot of parent coaching, a lot of family support in our school, because what I know is, is God's going to heal our nation and raise the revolution up through our families and through our bloodlines. That's right. You know? And, and so that was the piece that, you know, there's such an hostility that exists in education between parents and educators Yeah, and that's serving no one. Right. And, and so I, I understood that was the thing, that was one of the things that had to change that we had to engage on a much different level with as a parent, you're the expert in your child. We're not the expert in your child. And that should concern everyone. What we're seeing in the land, how the educators are trying to tell us what's the best thing for our child. They, they don't know that they don't know your child the way you know your child, Right. you know, I may have expertise in some education skills, I don't have expertise in your child like you. And it's only as we come together and honor the roles that God gave us that we're going to be able to equip and raise this generation. So we do that. We have, I have my podcast, the way of valor podcast, you know, our, we're just in the space of how do we add as much value and support for families, whether you're in valor or out out of valor, it doesn't matter. You know, I, I just feel a lot of passion about these kids have divine destiny on their life and the enemy's going hard after they, their identity. That's so. And if he can steal their identity, they'll never fulfill purpose. Yeah. And, and so it just has been so on my heart uh, that we really help shore up the identities of kids. Yeah. But I do think it starts with the family. Absolutely. And that, that's so empowering. And just as, as we're coming to a close today, um, I just want to encourage all of you who have joined this conversation um, to really soak in what Angie's been talking about and just it starts with you in your home. And as mothers, like we have Mm -hmm. such that strong role. And when, when we are able to fully embrace our identity in Christ is when we are able to start imparting that on our children. And because I think like we said earlier, you know, our kids are going to learn by our example, not just by what we say. And Start having those conversations, start having like every time I'm in the car with my kids, we're having meaningful conversations. We're talking about the stuff that's confusing and what does it mean according to God? And like, we will still go watch Marvel movies, but then on the way home, we're going to talk about, okay, but all right. So you see how, you know, Thanos wanted to do this in the world and blah, blah, blah. But do you see how easy it is for people to believe that? 
when it's so mm-hmm. hard for people to believe that God created it all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like just that craziness mm-hmm. that our world yeah. is drawn to these things. It's like, okay, our kids are in the world. So how do we keep them moving forward and becoming who Christ has designed them to be? Like we have yeah. a very big role in that. And I love that that you see that in parents and that you want to help encourage that and bring that out. Um, do you have any last words? for our audience. Yeah. You know, I just, I would love to say, and I, I've just, I've been on this bandwagon for a little bit is, is just that encouragement for moms in particular, because I think the mom guilt is real. Mm. You know, we always end our day with, Oh, it wasn't quite enough. We could have, we didn't, did we, didn't we, did we have the time, you know, all the things that I just want to affirm every parent that God knit your child together in your womb. He has a good and perfect plan for your child. Those two things should give you so much peace in your soul that number one, he absolutely selected you. So you buying into the lie that you're, you're not it as a parent, you may have things that like skill up, right? Grow, get, get the tools that you need to become the person you want to be, to be the faith walker you want to be. But at the end of the day, no, you are absolutely chosen, which means God has good plans for you and for your child, but you have to step into that lane. Only you can step into that lane. And the longer you buy a lie, that's generational. We can, our, our kids either buy our faith or they buy our fear and it's up to us what they're going to choose. Yeah. That's so good. And that's, I mean, as you were saying that I just got all the kind of like good kind of conviction, because that's something that my husband and I talk about all the time. We're like, God, really us, you chose us to have the quadruplets. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Were you confused at that time, Lord? But it's true. And I, you know, now I look at it as like, wow, this really is a privilege. But it does, it requires me to um, to step up, to rise above, to keep mm-hmm. going and to mm-hmm. keep elevating. Um, and so that my children can see that. And it's like, no, y'all are not the excuse to not do something, to um, keep walking in my yep. identity of who Christ has called me to be. I mean, you're my, my encouraging factor in doing that. I love that. All right, so quick speed round mm-hmm. that we do so for good. everybody. Okay, yep. you ready? Answer as quick as you can. Okay. Tacos or pizza? Tacos. Tacos. All right. Beach or mountains? Oh, you're killing me. Beach. Beach. I love them both, but beach. What is um, a place on your bucket list? Lucerne, Switzerland. I've been there, but I want to take my whole family there. It's the most amazing place I've ever been in the world. See, I love asking these questions because I'm like, I'm just creating myself a list of places to go to. (laughs) Um, What's your favorite book of the Bible? gotta be proverbs proverbs so good why mm-hmm. i you know i just love the practical use of proverbs i i am one who has for many 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 years read a proverb a day in conjunction with my other devotion time and i literally every morning have something new that i glean from it and there's such insight there for business oh, yeah. as well as for life it's so good. Oh, Angie, thank you yeah. so much for joining us. Yeah, my honor. 
Ladies, follow Angie on all things. Where can we connect with you on Instagram and Facebook? On Instagram, I'm Mrs. Angie Taylor. On Facebook, Angie Taylor. Then we have our podcast, The Way of Valor, on all podcast sites, as well as our book. Or you could go to valorglobalonline.org. Awesome. And we will link all of those in the show notes. But remember, the best version of you begins on your next level of faith. Bye for now.